I'll tell you one thing. That Matt Gates being a total putz right now. What do you think about that, huh? Uh, big, big putz. Big putz, that guy. Guy got called a putz, you know what I mean? Welcome to Q the yeah. Banter. Oh my gosh. Is that... Uh... <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a podcast about cues and about banter. Uh, I'm one half of the hosts, uh, Nick. And uh, here you go. I'm, I'm the uh, other point five, uh, Jared. Here's the thing. We're brothers. We sound alike. So for the rest of the episode, you probably won't be able to tell the difference. Just like our close friends that listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I really Love like you. these guys. You should hear their podcast. You won't be able to tell them apart. Thanks. Thanks. Good. That's, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so, look. I, I it probably I, also That just shows also maybe we agree too much on things. Maybe we should start talking about things that we disagree on. I feel like we uh, most of the things. So, let's take a look. We're going to take a deep dive here. We're, okay. Um, let's dive into I'm, what we don't agree on. You know, well, first I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look because I have a list on on my letterbox uh, of the movies we've covered on our on our podcast. He's gonna call us out. This is number fifty, isn't it? This is big. This is big five zero. We okay. have, but the thing is, here's the thing: we've covered twenty one movies. So we covered weird math. ten TV shows, though. We covered 10, uh, 10 TV shows plus the 11th, which was the bonus episode. And then we've had just episodes, banter episodes here and there. We've also and the had Oscars. A, uh, the, Os- the Oscar episodes, Oscar redo specials, which would be fun. I think we should do that again soon. Do a little Oscar redo. Yeah, I'm down bring, for that. Bring Snow on and see what type of thing she could. Hashtag Stop Baby Fresh. Bring Snow on. Uh, bring Abby back on. Yeah, let's get Abby's uh, <laughs> opinion on Abby. Who do you think? Who do you, Abby? What do you think? Best picture of twenty twelve was. Uh, so we've covered twenty one movies. Yep. On on this year podcast. Uh, I'm just adding The Conjuring to this list. We have Solo, Star Wars Story, Fast Five. Take Shelter, Adaptation, Killing of a Sacred Deer, Short Term 12, Steve Jobs, Mother, Avengers Endgame, Signs, Call Me By Your Name, La La Land, Rush Hour, The Room, Disaster Artist, Batman Forever, Zodiac, Scooby-Doo, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, Jennifer's Body, The Conjuring. I think out of all of those movies, the the one that we're probably furthest apart on, in terms of how we feel about it, Mm -hmm. is probably Fast Five. And don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it. But you love Fast Five, and I was just like, "Yeah, it's pretty good." Yeah, because like, it rules. But like, I don't think there's a movie on here where it was like you're really like super on it, and I'm like, no, no, not you really. Know, because it's also a lot of the stuff we watched was like, "Hey, you should watch this. I think you'd like it." Right. That is sort of the nature of the podcast. Uh, the podcast is called Cue the Banter. You've already introduced it. I'm going to introduce it again. So um, we've gone from usually introducing the podcast two hours, oh, at the very end of the episode, to introducing it twice in the first. Uh, three minutes. Yeah, well, I'm self-conscious about it because there have been times where we've had guests and I've been like, should we introduce the guest? And it's like, uh, we're just about to get into the third act of the film. Uh, I said film because I talk about movies. I'm smart and I use big words. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, so we're here. It's our 50th episode. 
That's so correct. I guess I guess that was I, I, I guess looking back on uh, the films we've covered is isn't isn't necessarily a bad idea. Uh, you know, it's been uh, it's been an up and down road here. Keep the banter. You know. I mean, obviously, yeah. It's look at real quick. By the way, just I'm looking at my phone. Yeah. I get this text message. It says, "Yo, you home?" Question mark. I said, "Yo." They said, you have time to take a high-resolution pic of yourself wearing a Santa hat if you have one? Need it for work, on a white background. Smiling. I said, I actually don't have a Santa hat. They said, or something holiday-related. I said, so just a pic of me smiling with a white background? I don't have a response yet. Who sent this to you? Ralph? Hmm. Unprompted. 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 Well, well, yeah. I mean, look. That's a, that's a, it's interesting that you bring that up because it's the uh, it's the holiday season. As uh, it's the holiday. Yeah. It's well, the holiday. As, All right. Sorry. As that, guy, as that guy said, it's the holiday season, as that man says. Um. And. I don't know. So last time we did a, a season episode, it was spooky season. Got a lot of listens, and then people didn't really listen to our episodes about the movies <laughs> following it. No, they did, but not as much as we got. We got a, surprisingly a lot of pe- uh, people to tune into us just talking about uh, movies we might talk about. So I have high hopes for this episode. I also Adam texted me the other day. He had listened to our Conjuring episode, an episode I haven't fully listened to. I've only listened to like twenty minutes of it. As you he know, said, I don't listen to any of the episodes. I do. If I so if the episode ends and I'm like, okay, you know what? I feel like I didn't. I, I don't know. I feel like I didn't cover myself in glory in that episode, so I'm scared to listen to it because I'm going to go back and be like, oh, I sound like an idiot. That's me. But every if episode. I feel, yeah. Well, it it shouldn't be. You're you're good. Uh, I, for myself, The Conjuring was one where I felt like we did pretty good. But Adam texted me, past and future guest Adam uh, Venora, uh said, we were on fire in The Conjuring episode. I said it was so good. I, you texted felt me. good. I was excited about that. That episode felt good. I liked mm-hmm. The Conjuring. And it was one of those episodes where I already knew I liked The Conjuring. A guest had, uh, you, you know, when you get a guest that goes, oh, can I talk about this movie? Sometimes you're like, oh, of course. Yeah, I'd love that. That'd be great. And yeah. that was just like, I wa- rewatched the movie again. And this time I was watching it like, okay, I got to talk about it. I was like, this is, I loved it even more. Mm-hmm. So that, I, that's why that episode was so exciting to do. And uh, shout out to Adam for listening and reviewing with word of mouth. Yeah. Secretly, yeah. only to us. Only to us. Did he text you as well? No, he didn't, but I'm going to look and see. Has he rated the podcast? Has he left a review somewhere? He has. Yeah, okay. now, uh, I now, now, Adam has my favorite review of the podcast. So for whatever reason, and I look, it's caveat time. I don't know where this started. I still don't even fully understand the bit. Okay. Okay. I don't know if there was an actual rumor or if there was a joke about there being a rumor. But there was this thing in Lavalette called Surf Club, which was like an 18-year-old, like 18 
uh, club. Okay. You know, like under okay. 21s club. And there was either, I still don't know. No one has told me. There was either a rumor when we were in high school, when I wasn't even that close with some of these people, that I had gone to surf night, surf club in all denim. You went to surf club so, in all denim. In all denim. So that was either a rumor in high school or a joke that it was a rumor in high school that came okay. out okay. later. But this is, I believe this is Adam's review. Awesome job. Five stars by Surf Club NJ. This podcast is great. I'm always looking for new movies and TV to watch, and these boys have great taste. Jared used to come to my small business pretty often, and I'm proud to see him following his dreams. <laughs> it's a good review. It's a good review. I'm a fan of it. I like it. It's it's um yeah like there's there. Let's look back, which is what we're doing. Um, no, there there are some episodes that I'm like, I you know what episode I've listened to the whole thing? Our Avengers episode. That was one episode. There was five people on. Yeah. So it was like, let me listen back and hear how it, if it worked with five people on one podcast. And it did. I really enjoyed that episode. Um, really fun. It was really fun. I think our um, Scooby-Doo episode was a lot of fun. Our Call Me By Your Name episode, our most listened to episode was just, I mean, it just, it felt right the good. whole way through. Yeah. Um, yeah, Conjuring, I think Conjuring, La La Land was a fun episode. Yep, that was a good one. I've been really, yeah, I've been really liking getting guests on. Just because of, well, me and you, we since we grew up together, you know, a lot of podcasts, you know, the, the hosts don't didn't grow up together. So, like, they have the benefit, oh, I have this story to tell you that you have no idea about. A lot of the times, me and you, you'll say something, and it'll be something that I already know. So it doesn't really bring about yes. a conversation about that story. Whereas when you have a guest like that, we can tell them something, and then we get to hear from them, and we get to bounce off that, which is which is nice. Uh, yeah, guests are good. Um, but, I mean, so, for 50, we were trying to think of, like, what are we going to do for 50? And now it kind of turned into, let's just talk about we did a podcast for 49 episodes. <laughs> like, let's just go over it a little bit. And also... Talk um, about the nature of movies, because movies are over. They're they don't exist, pretty much. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like the whole movie industry is like kind of all over the place right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't been to a theater uh, since February, maybe. Last thing yeah, I, I saw think... was either Birds of Prey or Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, I saw Invisible Man in theaters, I think, on March 10th. Yeah, so it was like out, the, probably the end of February. So done. That was it. Haven't been yeah. since then. Um, I'm, I miss them. Yeah, so do I. But I also haven't watched anything. But that's also that's like a year end. We'll, we'll get into that later. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's um, yeah, I mean, it not being able to go to the movies is like weird like especially this year i was like okay tenant i still haven't seen tenant i would love to yeah see it'll tenet. be out i believe it'll be out the 15th on the 15th but it's like i was supposed to get ghostbusters 3 finally i've been waiting my whole life for ghostbusters 3 yeah uh black widow yeah there's a whole a whole bunch of shit was supposed to come out the new you know uh bond no time to die bunch of big movies that you're like i cannot wait to see these and i early... wonder woman black widow like you know there's i actually i do want to pull up the list because yeah, pull it up. 
because uh, the war. It, it was also like like um we we said it too because remember we said they keep they're pushing movies back up fast fucking nine yeah dune dune but it was it, we said it early is here's what's gonna happen is we're gonna fuck this up and we're not gonna be able to go to the movies to see these and we're gonna deserve it we're gonna be dumb collectively as a country and it's gonna fuck movies up yeah I mean, and I'm not saying that as like, look how smart we were. It's like blatantly obvious from the start that this was going to affect us people as moviegoers. Like, and obviously the effects of this, the movie part is not the important part. But it was one of those things like at that time early on, you're like, oh yeah, we're probably not going to get this together in time for summer. And now it's like, oh, movies are just like not, they're in theaters sometimes. Right, like, I mean, Tenet got its release. Tenet, yeah, but what you know was playing? It was Tenet, The Empire Strikes Back, uh, How to Train Your Dragon, like these insane movies that were in the theater because there was yeah. nothing, you couldn't fill 10 fucking screens. Yeah, well, we because people, we panicked and we decided, oh no, we can't shut down for a little bit. It'll ruin everything. And now it's, now what that has led to, in terms of movies, obviously it's led to far worse things as you. As you pointed out, um, Warner Brothers is uh, now looking. Something that they had announced, something that had been announced, was the the um, with that I believe with that Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Yep, was going to be released on Christmas. HBO Max. Yep, Christmas Day on Christ- Christmas Day on HBO Max. Um, and then they sort of doubled down on it, like you, you know. The, the, Disney Plus has had their thing where you can pay $30 or like there was rentals that you can do. I don't think Mulan, I think I don't think Mulan did very well. It did. That extra $30 for a streaming service you're already paying for. People don't like that. Yeah. And first of all, that's twice as much as you pay to see it in the theater. Um, their whole thing is is that when you go to see it in the theater, you're paying $8 for a kid ticket for a and ticket. $15 right. for you and your your spouse. You know what I mean? Which like, I under I get I get where the thought process isn't how to make money, but obviously people aren't going to want to do that, especially if it's one person watching it. Yes. Uh, now, what they sort of doubled down on it. Movie, now Warner Brothers planning to release uh, The Little Things, Judas and the Black Messiah, Tom and Jerry, Godzilla vs. Kong, great double feature, Mortal Kombat, Those Who Fish, Those Who Wish Me Dead, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, In the Heights, Space Jam, A New Legacy, the Suicide Squad, Reminiscence, Malignant, Dune, The Merry Saints of Newark, King Richard, Cry Macho, and Matrix 4 will all be released, I believe, what, for 30 days while they're also put in theaters? Something like that. That sounds right. Now, I mean, I don't know about you. Personally, that puts me in a tough spot because these are movies I want to see. Yeah, it's, but it's, I might it, not be it, comfortable enough to go see them in a theater when they come out. If it's that, if we're, you know, if we have a vaccine and stuff like that, and it's movie theaters are open and they're being careful, maybe I say, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go support yeah. the theater." But if it's not at that point yet, and I still want to watch, do like I'm probably gonna watch Wonder Woman when it comes on HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean I think that, like, and it sucks because that's gonna contribute well, to showing. HBO, HBO Max that people so, are watching. So, like, re- real real quick. I, um... 
like when they release movies through like iTunes or whatever, that was like, hey, you could you could rent it at home now while it's in the theater for twenty bucks. I got none of them. I didn't watch any of them. Kind of yeah, because it I was don't... like it was like I'm gonna pay twenty dollars to watch it at home. Like I want to support it, but it was like, um, uh, I don't want it. I don't want them to see. Oh yeah, we can just skip over movie theaters and release shit at home either. That was also my like other. My, uh, yeah. The rest of the my thing, thought process on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing with that... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, the thing with that, no, too, was, like, this was early in the year. There was a chance that these, like, you know, we were still in a window where we didn't know, like... We didn't know if this would go, you know, we feared it would go for a while, but we didn't necessarily know. Like, you know, theaters did start to open again. Yes. Um, probably prematurely, but, like... Of course. They they started to open again, so there was that glimmer of hope, and I think a lot like my thought process on it, it was like, okay, if there, there's not a, if there was a movie like if they did it with Tenet, I probably would have ordered it. Yeah, you know, there wasn't there wasn't uh-huh. like we weren't in the period of the year where it was you know the movies that like blockbuster movies that I absolutely were like I need I need to see this right now. Some of them were like coming out early. It was like you know what this is coming out now. I can wait and maybe. Because my goal is a lot of these movies, if they're smaller, I want to see them by the end of the year, by the Oscar time. Mm-hmm. So my thought process is, like, maybe by the time November, December comes, they're going to be available to rent. I can get it for 4 or $5 rather than pay the $20 now to see it. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, 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 and so here's the, the big thing about right now what the big thing is. Warner Brothers announces this. And then what happens is Christopher Nolan makes a statement on it. Just in time. You know, where Christopher Nolan, you know, reps HBO Max as worst streaming service. Yeah, he said they said there are... If these filmmakers thought they were releasing their movie through the greatest movie studio and instead it's going to be put on the worst streaming service is is what he said. Which Um, is... It's huge for him to say that. It's... Yes. He's... Because especially with his relationship to Warner Brothers... Yes. He's one of their guys. Yes. Like that yeah. It, it's 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 WB had an incredible machine for getting filmmakers work out everywhere, both in theaters and homes. They are dismantling it as we speak. Their decision makes no economic sense. So uh there's I think there's a couple levels to to this Christopher Nolan thing. Because mm-hmm. it's it's big for him to say, because like you said, he's big. Also, someone like pointed out the joke of, that was like uh, Jonathan Nolan showing up at HBO for his meeting about Westworld season Westworld. four. <laughs> like, but here's here's the problem because uh, film criticism, film cinephiles on the internet can be the fucking worst. Fil- so film bros. So film film everybody. Fuck film bros. Like it doesn't matter. Every category is the fucking worst. So. Yeah. Um. So what happened was, is they said perfect things like, "Oh, look at Christopher Nolan whining," and it's like you're missing the fucking point here. And this is not even me coming in as someone who likes Christopher Nolan. This is literally like, yo. Then you read into it and you realize that they didn't consult with the fucking creatives. Yeah, Gal Gadot knew about about Wonder Woman. But I mm-hmm. saw people like Will Smith, Margot Robbie, all these other people. They didn't know about it. Some execs at WB didn't know right until it came out. So yeah. now you have problems with 
the guilds, uh, the the representatives, the managers, the agents of these of the talent of these creatives of these actors, these actresses that are blindsided by a decision like this. Mm-hmm. So you have a filmmaker that makes something and they're like, we're going to do it like this. We're going to hold off on the release, which it seems like most of the filmmakers were okay with. Yeah. They were fine with waiting because at this point they're not, it's not like WB is making all these movies now yeah, and they have to recoup. They're already made. Yeah. These movies were already like in the works, this whole thing. So, um, you know, so I saw, Oh, you're whining. It's like, no, he's not, he's right. And like, here's right. one of it. Someone tweeted, yeah. added Nolan, Warner Brothers had an incredible machine for getting a filmmaker's workout everywhere, both in theaters and in the home, and they're dismantling, dismantling it as we speak. They don't even understand what they're losing. Their decision makes no economic sense, and even the most casual Wall Street investor can see the difference between disruption and dysfunction. And, yeah. um... And, I, you know, they they say, like, look, we're hoping, like, movie... Like, the, obviously, the people with HBO or HBO Max are, like... And Warner Media are saying like, "Oh, we hope it gets back to normal," but like, I, it feels like they're, you know, this is a, this is uh, much deeper than just oh, we're doing it just to make sure these movies get out in a proper time, and then once things are back to normal, we'll go back to it. No, like there's all, there's a constant battle between the world of streaming and the world of going to the theater. This debate has been going on for years, and yeah. no one has been a big proponent for. For seeing movies in theaters, yeah, I, which 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 I get, I understand yeah. it. I also here's the difference though, like when Netflix does a movie, it's going to be on Netflix, and sometimes it gets that small release. So my yeah. bi- my biggest problem with the Nolan statement was the reaction it was like, oh perfect, let me dunk on the fucking Nolan film bros real quick, and in turn you were too fucking stupid and big brain to realize that what you just did was side with the fucking corporation movie studio that is Warner Brothers. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, were, you were so eager to feel smart and better about yourself that you sided with the studio that is, you know, that it, that fucked people over by making this decision. And that it's, it's one of those things that it, it escapes me when someone thinks that they're so fucking smart. Like, like it, let's take a look at, let's take a look at a director that we are not a fan of. Right? Shockingly, mm-hmm. Zack Snyder. Not a fan of Zack Snyder. We've talked about the Snyder Cut on this a bunch of times. Yeah. One of the things we talked about is I really do like the idea that someone who went through what he did has the chance to right the ship on a movie that he cared about. I love that for him as a creative. Yeah. We also talked about we don't like how it got there. Yeah. I have more of a problem with how it got there than it happening. And it's the thing where, like, mm. even if I don't like this person, I can look at this situation and I can understand it for what it is. Mm-hmm. He gets to make the movie he wanted to make. Whether it's yeah. good or not, I don't care. I like the, the the idea that he gets to fully realize his idea. And it was so shocking to me that it was like, oh, look at this millionaire director thing of this. I'm like, dude, he's at the very top of Warner Brothers. That's their fucking guy. Yeah. When no he's... Yeah, Nolan. So yeah, what like, what like, what what he's saying here, the way I took it is because the fucking the you know, production assistant saying, Oh, this isn't gonna be good for it, no one's gonna fucking listen to him. Right. So to have someone that high break away from the studio and openly criticize them that quick for a decision as big as this is a big yeah. deal. 
Right, and it's yeah, and it's not even you know, it's not even just oh, Nolan's a big director, you know, cause it it's it is his relationship with Warner Brothers. You know, Warner Brothers has like a couple directors that they like that are their guys. You yeah, know, like Clint Clint Eastwood, I believe, is one. Uh, Christopher Nolan, Todd Phillips, like these are guys that they're going to write blank checks for and say, hey, make whatever you want. You know, yep. I don't know what Nolan's first Warner Brothers movie is, but he's been with them for a while. It might have been, it might have been Batman, or you know, I don't know when. I think it's his, Batman. It might, yeah. So like, since that, like everything he's made has been like with Warner Brothers. Yep. He, you know, he made. I we were on. Uh, was it you who was on the tour with me at Warner Brothers Studios when he was? Uh, he was. Or maybe it was mom and dad. I no, was, no I was with you. And we it got was with this. Yeah, and it was. Hey, at the end of the tour, they were like, "Hey, if you see a blonde in a three-piece suit, it's probably Christopher Nolan." They're filming Dunkirk. He was filming it on their big, on their big lot, on their big stage. Yeah. Um, so for him to just say it, you know, that's like pretty damning on on Warner Brothers because he's probably their main guy, if not one of the the three that they they have heavily heavily collaborated with. Yeah, and, and it and it's it's. It's like one of those things where, yeah, I know you're, you You look at it and you go, oh, big director, millionaire, what's he whining about? I'm like, the structure of the movie industry, which yeah. what happens when, when they can do this, when they can do this to fucking Will Smith, <laughs> right? Or Margot right. Robbie and not tell them about this mm-hmm. and then make this decision. Yeah. Trust me, they're going to do it to the people at the bottom. You know what I mean? Up and coming filmmakers are going to get fucked. And to have someone big that's going to stand up for the idea of the way the film industry should be and what a bad decision this is, is a big deal. Yeah. And it's like, it just like got to the point where I'm like, are you, you guys are taking the studio side in this? Like, I'm not understanding. Like, yeah. I don't know what you're. I don't know what the, you know, like, I don't, I don't understand your thinking on that point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it certainly, it also just certainly, it doesn't seem like, think about comparatively, like, how much is an HBO Max subscription? I don't, I don't know. know how much, it's not a lot, but like, it's less than a movie, t- it's less than the price of admission to a, a movie. Like, they're, like, this isn't going to be a big money move. They're not going to make, like, the amount of money that these movies would have made at the box office isn't going to compare to what HBO Max is making for them playing it for 30 days. I mean, it's getting played in theaters, what, simultaneously? Is that, that's another thing. Um, was this, this I, I guess, did, um, was that, uh, I guess it was Universal? The Universal uh, Studios uh, thing that happened a couple months back. Where With they AMC? Like, yeah. Where like they were like we're gonna play it in theaters and or like oh we're not playing these movies in theaters anymore right? Yeah, it was something. I don't, I don't know, was that, I don't was, that was that ever? I don't even know if that was ever resolved. But no, like I think I think it was resolved. It was something weird between Universal and AMC. It, it's just like I mean oh because that the, one of the heads was like we're gonna release this movie again once we're gonna put it on streaming now. Oh, and then and release then, it into the theater, right? Yeah, even though it yeah. Um, it, it, that's just more of those like simultaneously type. It and, and the other the other thing too was like you know, um, I I remember like before Tenet came out, I'm like, with, with Nolan was like, no, it should be in a theater. And I'm like, yeah, I get it, it should be in a theater. So just like let's not release it yet. I hope they push it off. They released it, didn't do great, 
because obviously everything that's going on, like New Jersey's theaters, I don't know even know if they're open. Oh yeah, they did reopen. They were closed we never, forever. I don't, yeah, we bear, I don't think like L.A. County never really got there. Yeah, there's like areas down like in Orange County where they were able to open up. And I know some people who went and were able to see Tenant. You know, there's so, also the drive-in stuff like that. But, yeah. Like, yeah, we haven't properly opened. I haven't been charged for AMC in, like, a year. Yeah, but I, I, I know, like, during Tenant, it was like, oh, you're trying to force people to go. To the, I'm like, no, I'm trying to put it in the th- – I understand you put it in the theater. It makes it so people have a reason to go to the movies when they shouldn't. I remember I was like, oh, I don't really know about that. Um but also with this same take, it's like we're in a pandemic and you want them to put stuff in theaters now? It's like, no, don't put them in theaters now. But don't just wait. But just yeah. wait. But don't fuck everybody over. You piss the entire industry off, pretty much, by being like, this is what we're going to do. And it's like, you know what I mean? That, that, that like, I, you, yeah, can have, I mean, you can have problems with different things, but I just feel like a lot of, a lot of the backlash to this was just like, it's like, are you saying the dude that forces movie into theaters during a pandemic and lost $100 million has any say on this? And it's like, uh, I mean, probably, because he's like, he's their guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's a, Yeah. I mean, and he's a big, like, he's a big defender for seeing movies in a theater. Like, obviously, they they did it too soon with Tenet. Um, I mean, they were able to do it overseas, and I think the movie did fine overseas. Obviously, it didn't do as well here. And didn't do as well as it probably would have had they waited. Um, but it was different times. I mean, it was different times in July. You know, every like things were opening up again. Yeah. You know, there was there was a, a sem- some semblance of light at the end of the tunnel. Obviously, it didn't pan out that way, and I think some of us sort of weren't surprised by that, whereas other people were. Uh, but yeah, it's just. I think he, as as someone, especially, he's very much a part of the conversation because his movie was the first big movie to be played in theaters, uh, and obviously that didn't go the way it was supposed to go, but you like it's still just because that didn't work out, you know, doesn't mean like now that things are bad again, it's it's like it's like they push back like I like the pushing back thing I. Like they got, they should do that. I think that it's going to be better financially for them. Obviously, it sucks right now, but it's just to some of those movies. Like the fact yeah, I that can't, I can't wait to see Godzilla vs Kong at home for the first. You know what I mean? Like yeah, oh Godzilla. Yeah. Like also, let's like it. It changes the viewing. It changes how we view movies. Yeah, big blockbuster movies. Um. You know, like, the big thing that's being talked about right now is probably Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. I can go on Twitter and I can see a screen grab video clip the day after, on a Friday or on a Saturday, that that episode's released. They're always, there's stuff talking about it, uh, people talking about it on Twitter. That's what it's going to be like for a big movie. Oh, yeah, Matrix gonna, 4. You're going to get gonna Matrix be, 4 spoiled for you the night it comes out. Yeah, it's going to be like shows. Yeah, it's going to be just like everyone talk which i love especially when i when i'm caught up and i'm watching stuff the same night i love reading some of that stuff hey, it's great but when you haven't seen it and you're getting stuff spoiled um like now that's going to be with our big block like yes people talk about movies even though when they see them in theaters but it, it rolls out at a different time you're not doing it in real you're not getting updates to matrix 4 yeah yeah in no, real no. time 
Yeah, I, I, it, it, look it, and then remember, like with the whole spoiling thing, that's a whole other conversation. Actually, you prefer to watch movies with the spoiler because you can shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, that. It's like, look it. Yes, you can, you can take a big movie blockbuster and you can watch it at home. It happens when you don't go see a big blockbuster in the theater. You can watch it at your house for the first time. Is it the same? No. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you can make a steak over charcoal. You could also cook it in the microwave. Both of them or are going to make it... Or in a, in a toaster. But what I'm saying is both of those are going to make it so that you can... Eat the steak. You can eat the steak. One of them is going to clearly be better. You know what I mean? And I think, like, I'm, I'm looking at, like, Twitter now, and it's like, well, I understand where Nolan's coming from. I think at least while the pandemic is currently, uh, the theater-slash-streaming hybrid is a good idea to give people a better choice of preference to see a movie. The response is, the problem is that if streaming plan works, theaters won't exist after the pandemic. Then someone said, I highly doubt that. I feel like people that will get the most out of HBO Max are those who disrespect the theater experience, which is a weird way to phrase it. Meaning, yeah. it's a win for the dedicated film fans who want an immersive experience. Yeah, that's fine if theaters staying open didn't rely on fucking revenue. If no one's yeah. going to the movie theater, they're going to close the theater. That's the way it's going to work. It's not yeah. like, oh, what? But there's like, we got like 30 guys that like to see, they like the immersive experience. So let's just stay open. Ilto 8. Yeah. Tell us Tilton Square. Our shit, our IMAX theater was like, it was great. Great experience going to see it. But when we went to go see movies, we were the only ones there. So yeah. they shut the theater down. And then someone, I mean, obviously bought it. Someone bought but, it and revamped it. But, yeah. but it's like, it's not just like, oh, no, nah, they'll, they'll be good. Like, they're, if they look at losses on it, they're going to fucking say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I just wonder, like, because, like, my, my argument was, if the streaming thing, and I still have some hope, I think the HBO Max thing is going to be a little bit different because it's just going to be, uh, it's it's a better strategy for them than the Disney Plus thing where it's like you pay for it. Because, like, if, if Mulan was a success, we would have already seen Black Widow. Black Widow, they would have been like, Black Widow, put it on Disney Plus, we'll do the same thing. They didn't do that because, obviously, Mulan didn't, wasn't a rousing success if you know like if if something like that was a rousing success then they would consider it now there's more of a chance for hbo max with all these different movies coming out on it and all of it is going to be free with your subscription you're not paying a 30 extra dollars more people are going to be watching these movies uh now hey like i just i hope that changes i hope you know, I, I don't really know when we're going to get back to the normal, but obviously there is talks of a vaccine now. So it's like maybe yeah, there but, is. Yeah, there's a chance at it, but, you know, on who's going to take it and what, you know what I mean? But look at real. Um, so the end of this uh, Hollywood Reporter article written by uh, Kim Masters, this this last mm -hmm. paragraph is it says it also leaves out a um, let's see. Uh, it also leaves out a long-standing Hollywood maxim. Content is king, and content comes from artists who aren't always motivated purely by money. Says an agent who represents extremely important talent with business at Warner's. And I quote, You had a decades-long legacy as being known as the most talent-friendly studio. 
Now you've gone from that to a studio that in Starburst colors lit up a sign that says, we don't give a fuck about talent. And that's what I'm saying here. I understand the people like immediately were talking about having an issue with this are the millionaire actors and actresses. They're not all million. You know what I mean? Like, I know. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, but like. And, and the fact that it's not even just like they made this decision that goes against them. They didn't even consult somebody. They hit it. They hit it from yeah. them, and we're just like, we're doing this now. So it, it's like, it's kind of crazy. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, um, I don't know. Like, it's definitely a, there's definitely a strange thing going on. I think it's the wrong way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I can understand if they came to an agreement on shit, but when it's just like, no, fuck it, we're doing it like this. Um, like all of 2021. They've already made the decision for all of all 2021. Of it. Yeah, all of it. And like, I like, understand if they were like, all right, so what we're going to do for the movies that were slated to come out in the first three months of 2021 or the first six months of 2021, we're going to do those on HBO Max because, and then then hopefully we'll get, we'll play it by year, but hopefully we'll get back to it once the summer hits and once, you know, things maybe calm down a bit. But they were just like, everything 2021. You know, it, yeah, like some of, like one of the silver linings to, movies the big movies being held off was it was it gave a lot of exposure to these smaller movies that might not necessarily be seen yeah even if they were on like a less you know I, I still think seeing even a small movie is great to see in a theater uh but you know it's less it's different you know seeing a movie like first cow isn't necessarily oh you need to see this in the theater as much as say tenant which is how they're made. Yeah. But like, but the fact that like these movies are being talked about because they're the ones that are being seen this year, it, it sort of put a spotlight on these smaller movies that were going to streaming. Some were going to streaming to begin with. Some didn't really, weren't going to make that much money in theaters anyway. So they signed on, like signed, like Lovebirds was going to go in theaters. Probably would have made a decent amount of money, but it wasn't going to make a huge amount of money. They were on Netflix. Um <sighs> In, just yeah, like we get, we're seeing small people are getting to see these smaller movies now because yeah. those are the ones to see because the other ones were holding off. And look, and hold it off, and I will gladly wait for the big blockbuster movies. There are plenty of other movies out there that aren't big blockbusters that uh, are crying to be uh, played in the theater. I can watch those and enjoy those and see movies that I might not necessarily have seen. Obviously, I mean. With how, you know, AMC Stubbs works, you know, I was able to see more movies than I ever saw in a year, last year. So, like, that argument doesn't necessarily go the whole way. Like, I I, I just... When you look at, like, like Suicide Squad, Matrix... Four, yeah, Dune. those are like that's I mean. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna want to watch that on my screen. Like at this point, I'll see Tenet. It already came out, and like people have already seen it. Like I'm kind of gonna watch it. You know, if it's yeah. out, I might watch it on on the TV. Uh, because it's there's no hope for it to go in theaters again. I mean, maybe they'll re-release it down the line. But like these big movies, I I don't want to. I'm not as excited about them now. That they're being streamed instead. Like yeah. Some of these movies should be events. You know, I mean, that's like the main thing I do socially is go to movies. You know, like with the subscription, I go to the movies two to three times a week. Yeah, Once it's this is that's over, I'm going, to a, I'm going to a movie three times a week for life. Which is, yeah, that's the way, that's the way it should be. That's what yeah. makes movie, uh, movie going fun. And it's, it's um, 
like kind of kind of like circling back that whole thing of of like you know the, the uh, you know you say like the little guy like yeah there's little people involved in this there's people that are lower down um whether they be the people that work on productions whether they be you know like first time actors first time directors getting films out and um i feel like this just shakes the whole the whole thing up and and really like what they're saying is it it this fucking muddies the waters as far as it goes working with Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. And it's good that someone as big as Nolan was like, you guys seeing this? Like, yeah, this is not good. Mm-hmm. They made this decision on their own. This is not, you know, this is not Soderbergh making something for Netflix. Mm-hmm. This is not that. This is totally different. And... I just think it blows that, um, you know, it's like I say, they're going to do it to the the biggest people that work for them. The people at the bottom are not going to, there's going to be no benefit, or I don't see there being any benefit for them. Yeah. At all. No, no. The, and the, revenue, the revenue for it is going to be down. Uh, it's, it's, how do you even gauge that too? How do you gauge success of these movies now? You, you now take that they're a, on streaming. You oh, take a look like, at how many people stream up, stream them, and how many people, I guess, started paying for accounts. Like if if a movie yeah. was going to come out next week, we'll see. So say they look at Wonder Woman and they go, "Oh, they got X amount of new subscribers the week Wonder Woman came out." You can attribute it to that, I guess. Yeah. It's yeah. It's weird how like the whole pandemic has sort of kind of, in a way, it, like in at least one corner of the, uh, the world, it's like shining a light on this debate versus streaming versus going to the theater because like that was sort of a conversation already, and yeah. now we have it where everyone's forced to be inside. Everyone's forced to be inside, and I think what I feel like what I the sentiment I get from a lot of people is they can't wait to go back out and oh I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to go to a movie theater. You know what I mean? So, like, I understand everyone's home now and you want to get these movies seen and putting on streaming. It's just, once this is all over, that, like, that's not, that shouldn't be how things go. That shouldn't, like, Mm -hmm. it shouldn't go, like, so, like, that just doesn't make all that much sense. People are willing to wait. They're going to be excited. The movie, the first movie that, like, comes out when people are, a lot like most people are you know able to go out and and do this stuff it's gonna be huge oh yeah that's what i mean it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be an event yeah just to get out of the house and go to the movies again right but i mean i i think it's like crazy we're you know like we said episode we're at episode 50 of this podcast and uh i'll tell you what movies have we've (laughs) there was movie pass when we started this that's gone there was quibi well, yeah, Quibi came out at the absolute worst time. Ah, but what I'm saying is that that was here, and that, that's already gone. Filmstruck, Filmstruck, that's gone. Film, yeah. I mean, yeah, Quibi came out, and like, it was like, meant for your phone, on the go, and then everyone was home and could yeah. watch stuff on the day. And, and then, and then uh, let's see, what else? Uh, Green Book won Best Picture since we started this. 
Oh, you're looking at like since the start Bohemian, of Bohemian Rhapsody won best editing since the and start it, of of Cue the Banter. And now, and now movies are they don't exist, and everyone's mad at Warner Brothers. And then people are it's, taking Warner Brothers' side to try and dunk on a director that they don't like. Are you fucking kidding me? It's the world we live in. They're like, Hi. oh, oh, I. <laughs> Rich director thinks this is a bad idea. I'm going to take multi-billion dollar corporation side. Good job. Good job, fucking Herb. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. Look. Yeah, a lot has happened since we've uh, decided to, uh, you know, do this this whole thing. So we started this part. Like, I have a letterbox review for Solo, A Star Wars Story. Star... Solo, a Star Wars story. Thank Logs. God they put that in the title, or else I'd be like, Solo, tells us. You know what I mean? Seriously. I, what I'm looking forward to, what I want, is Solo, a man from Uncle story. That's Henry Cavill's guy. That's what, that's what I want. I want some more man from Uncle. So, sure. let's see. So, I mean, at the bottom of this review on Letterboxd, check my full review on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Subscribe to Cute Banter. Uh, so, because we didn't always have it on Anchor. Is that when our first episode came out? May of 2018? Sounds about right. What kind of, uh, what kind of podcast has it been? Unknown season. Yeah, May 29th, 2018. Yeah, remember we took a hiatus for a little bit. We We did. We we always do. No, but like months long. Right, when we did a couple moving. 2018. I was moving. We got into July, July 2018. We were still we were still keeping up with it. Where's our jump? Where was our So then September, there's a big jump in September 2018 and then we did an Oscar episode. Yep. So it was like September to February. That was around when I moved out here. I did move out here at the end of 2018. So then we finally did it for post Apocalypse. That was yeah, Green Book. Green Book won best picture. Um Bohemian Rhapsody was made. <laughs> yeah, it, was, uh, it exists. It exists. Uh, then, see, then we did Avengers, and then we broke right into our uh, our TV. We did a little run of TV from uh, June 2019 all the way until when did we did we ever finish this? <laughs> did we finish that miniseries? Yeah, we did. Yeah, I don't know. It's not pop- show. Oh wait. It's not showing up on... Oh, these are, I think, unplayed episodes. Oh, no, because then... It, see, now it gets weird on, on Apple Podcasts because it's, like, seasons. That was unknown seasons now. Uh, December of 2019 is when we ended okay. that. And then, and then we came back into it during the pandemic. We took another break, and then April. So there's been two, like, like three or four-month breaks in the show, which explains yeah. why we've had a show since May 2018... And have only put out fifty episodes. That's a lot of episodes. To be fair, to be you know, to be fair, you know, it's quality over content. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Quality over con- quality over quantity. Quality no. over content, or but technically, technically, quality over quantity of content. Quality of content over quantity of content. Um. Yeah. You're right. And so, yeah, you know, whatever. We've, yeah. So we talked about we talked about favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite um, favorite first time watch that we covered on the show? Yeah, sure. Favorite first time watch or favorite? What's your favorite movie we've covered, or your favorite thing that we've covered? 
Let's find out. Let me take a look at the list of episodes to make sure that we all that we're all good here. Bum, 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 bum. The Western episode was really fun. Oh that's, yeah, dude. The what? That's probably my favorite one we recorded because we recorded like outside and there was like theme music playing the whole time. Really good, and we got into a duel. At the end of it, we we did, which was real, obviously. Yeah, it was a real duel. We survived. Um, I had a lot of fun talking about the trolley problem. Yes, uh, which honestly, <laughs> we probably recorded that too soon. Yeah, definitely we'll get too to soon. We'll get on and have uh, what's his face on. Oh, uh, uh, conservative dumb fuck. What, Matt Walsh? Matt Walsh, yeah, yeah, Not the actor. The conservative Is there an actor named Matt Walsh? Yeah. Mike McClintock. Oh, right, yeah. Mike McClintock is Matt Walsh. I mean, we should have him on playing Matt Walsh. (laughs) Like, that'd be, um, that'd be... uh, Yeah, definitely the trolley problem. Uh, End of the decade, I really enjoyed that. That was fun. Did have fun with the end of the decade. It was just like a whole. It was just like a blanket statement. Just like here's the stuff we liked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think. Look, I think we're we're coming to our own with how we do this podcast. I'm a bit afraid to go back and listen to old episodes just because I don't like. I, I I don't think we had figured it out yet. I still like. I still feel like I do like our post Oscar episodes. I oh do yeah. Like, I do but like I also. Those too. I'm still. I still think we're trying to figure out. I feel like every year when it comes to this, the Oscars, at least pre-Oscars, I like. Not sure how I want to do it. I always like the episode afterwards where we get to talk about what had happened, but like making predictions stuff like that. I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. sure if I like it. Like I would love to like this year, especially considering I'm going to be recording an episode with you about the Academy Awards. Correct. And you're going to have. You're going to be like, ah, oh, all right, Nick, your pick for. Uh, uh, sound design. I've, I'm looking at my movie, uh, Birds of Prey. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be going in <laughs> blind, brother. You know what yeah. I mean? So we'll probably have past and future guests. Uh, snot. Snot Hashtag, Baby Fresh. Snot Baby Fresh will be on. Fresh. Which is good because I think I she's always been big on the Oscars. I think that's one thing that, like, you know, we might have our differences in terms of the type of movies that we like to listen to. But in terms of the Oscars, I feel like we're we're all big on the Oscars, and that'd be a fun episode if we're all just like, yeah, talking about talking about the. I mean, Academy who knows? Awards. Maybe I'll have seen more by then. Probably, Maybe. probably not. not. <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. Remember when Tenet was releasing trailers on Fortnite? Okay, so I re-downloaded Fortnite. Okay, that was like, like that's what, if they were like, hey, what if what if HBO Max said, hey. We're releasing our entire slate on a screen in a field in Fortnite. So I was You're like, all in. I was like, I'm gonna re-download Fortnite. I got, I want to see this trailer. So it dropped me in. I never did a Fortnite event before. I watched, I saw the YouTube video of the Travis Scott one. But like, I get in and I'm like, I'm on the, I don't know where to go. I'm like, where do I go? And I can hear like interviews about the movie going on. And it's like, go to the big screen. And I'm like, all right. So I come my fucking Fortnite dance over to this one screen, and I'm like, this is not the big screen. So then I figure out where the big screen is, and as I'm running there in the fucking <laughs> game with this, like, an asshole, I can hear the trailer start playing. And I'm like, did I just fucking download Fortnite to try and watch this fucking trailer? And then and you I'm, went to the wrong place. And I'm late! 
It's like driving to the wrong theater. I was like, this is the... F I, was, I remember, I was like, this is so stupid. I downloaded this dumb fucking shit. But I can't imagine was... watching a trailer up on a screen and there's like an animated guy standing in front of you. Yeah, Fortnite dancing. Yeah. Um, so I just... I'm on your letterbox. If we were to do an Oscar episode... <laughs> You have four movies from the year 2020 locked. Well, One of them is the Last Dance documentary. Pretty good. So right now, based on ranking, you, Borat subsequent movie film is winning Best Picture. <laughs> That's winning Best Picture and Best uh, uh, Actress. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. It's gonna be her versus Margot Robbie. It's going to be pretty easy to pick. Margot Robbie's <laughs> really good as fucking Harley Quinn, but uh, Borat takes the cake. Uh, so, really, it should what? also be noted, since we've started this podcast, since we've started Cue the Banter, uh, Rudy Giuliani has... <laughs> I'm glad you're going the same place I was going. Because... <laughs> he's, since, he's, the, <laughs> since the inception of Cue the Banter... Rudy Giuliani has um, held a press conference. I forget. The, I don't know if this is the first thing. Held a press conference at. Do me a favor. How about yeah. don't go since the podcast started. Go since we last recorded a fucking episode. <laughs> held a press conference at Four Seasons Total Landscaping. At a landscaping place. Yep. Farted in court. Twice, I believe. Thus giving Jenna Ellis coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> and then having coronavirus himself, testing positive. His 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 hair oh, melted. His head. His head his, melted. his head melted off onto his face. He farted in court. He lost a bunch of court cases. He held a press conference at uh, Four Seasons Total Landscaping in North Philly. Um, he got coronavirus. He got caught with his hands down his pants oh, with the Borat. reporter. I, I, that was the with, first one. I was like, I can't remember the first one. It's literally with a with a about. with a woman reporter that that at the time he he thought was you know like was underage, and now he has coronavirus. Honestly, I thought about this today. Honestly, if he dies of coronavirus, it's like maybe number three on like the most embarrassing thing that happened to him in the past month. It, it's the greatest run in the history of American politics. <laughs> it's like, I mean, like, now, here we go. They like, made a, FDR they, saved the economy and served, a, like, a portion of four terms. He was and, a socialist, though. Yeah. And, and Rudy Giuliani is challenging him for the greatest uh, it, it, run it, in the history of American it, politics. So, Rudy Giuliani... Which is actually why I'm bringing it up because he's the next guest on our episode. Um, we are, uh, I don't know, we're talking the Venturian candidate, <laughs> the original, the Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, that'll be great. That'll be wonderful. The the yeah. um, uh, so like with Rudy, Ru Rudy, the movie Rudy. We'll tell you. We got to talk about the movie Rudy, starring James Woods. How fitting. Here's the thing. Would you watch the sequel? Rudy 2? Rudy Rudy Giuliani? <laughs> Rudy Rudy Giuliani. Right? And it takes place um what do you say? 2017 to current? Yeah. Actually, you know what? So so 
another big movie announcement, which includes Rudy Giuliani. Um, Alfred Molina has been announced. How fucking hyped! Which is awesome, but like I feel like it's gonna get lost in the shuffle because Rudy Giuliani has also been cast in Spider-Man Three: Fart from Home. You brought up Alfred Molina to make to make. Did you bring up Al Molina to make a fart from home joke? Yeah, I'm two for two on Rudy Giuliani jokes. Yeah, you're fucking nailing it. I mean, Alfred. Yeah. So I watched I watched uh, Citizen Kane. Alfred Molina's in Spider-Man, so I watched Citizen Kane. I watched it, all right? So I watched Citizen Kane. Here's my review. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on... uh... Uh, Family Guy spoiled this for me 10 years ago. Watched and prep for Mank. The next part of that was probably won't watch Mank for another eight years. Mank, 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 Mank. Here's the thing. If I don't watch Mank, I always have, oh, I have that new Fincher to watch. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty good. So, but real quick, all right. Citizen Kane. I watched half of it in a film class, and like two days later, there was like a Family Guy episode on or something, and then they spoiled it, and I'm like, I'm not fucking watching this. Are you fucking kidding me? Citizen Kane spoiled? What's next? What's next that's gonna happen? No movies anymore? So then yes. I watched that. I know. It was a slipper. It all started when the movie got spoiled, so I said, okay, I'll watch it. So I watched it. took me a month and a half. I finally finished it the other night. And, uh, you know. And here, here's what I want to say about Did Citizen you finish Kane. it or did you watch it in its entirety? No, I finished it. No, I watch okay. it in its entirety. Like, I sat down and watched it. And then I finally watched the, the rest of it the other night. Um, what I want to say about Citizen Kane is this all, this all is in here. There's plenty, of citizen, there's plenty of Citizen Kane have you ever, bank discourse currently on the... Uh, well, on the have you ever heard fucking Donald Trump talk about Citizen Kane? No. Because here's the thing about Donald Trump in movies, is that when he watches movies, he doesn't get them. Mm-hmm. Like, like, because he's a moron. Well, but there was a... I think, what did he say? Oh, uh, Cuomo came out and compared him and Fauci to De Niro and Pacino. Like, I mean... And someone was like, has that... And so, uh, Bilga Elbury, film critic, uh, tweeted, have any of these guys actually seen the ends of these movies? Like, um... Where is it? Uh... It's, it's just funny because Trump's take on the film is notably ironic due to the connection viewers will automatically draw between Trump and the main character, the wealthy Charles Foster Kane. Trump relates his critique of the movie in rather vague and simple language, something he has become sort of an expert in. During his presidential election cycle, he reflects, Citizen Kane is really about the accumulation, and at the end of the accumulation, you see what happens, and it's not necessarily positive. <laughs> Like, not does that statement feel very bad to take on the film, but also potentially calls into question statements he has made during his campaign. Like, it's old, but it's one of those things where you're like, uh... It's like, to end Trump's critique, the businessman can't help but insert some of his own sexist charm. His final words of advice to Kane, which completely disregard the actions of men in the film, are, get yourself a different woman. Like, misses the point. You know what I mean? Like, he misses the, the point of it, which is why I was thinking about it. So, anyway. Right. So, Susan Kane. Susan Kane, he dies. 
And he says, Rosebud. And they're like, we got to write a story. You got to get a story. Front page. Got to figure it out. Foster Kane. What's he got? What's Rosebud? They need the Rosebud. Talk to him. Find a Rosebud. Get to the presses. Get to the pages. And then they run around. And they're like, oh, you know what Rosebud is? And they're like, no. You know what I mean? That's the whole movie. Right? So, number one, all over the place. Number one, Kane, big fireplace. You see that thing? Huge. Huge. Way too big. Yeah. Way too big. So, at the end of... We're spoiling Citizen Kane. So... I... You... As, as someone who was very upset when Citizen Kane got spoiled for you. I deserved it, though. I mean, let's be real with each other. I'm still upset, but I mean, I deserved it. Um, so... So, like, when you watch... Did you just miss the class where you finished it? Or was it yes, like you had I class... Was, okay. I, no, I was sick the class where they finished it. Okay. Um, yeah, you deserved it. So... Because it would have been, been harsh. It would have been harsh if you had started it... Like, say you had class on Tuesday, and then you had class, and you were finishing the movie on um, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, Thursday yeah, and like Wednesday the, it got spoiled. Right. The, um, don't, do, movie class, don't have a movie class. How long is the movie class? Don't have a class that's not long enough to watch a movie. It was short. Wait, it, was a, was it, it was a community college. Although, shout out to my homie, Dr. Martin Novelli, who also taught at UArts, where I took Western film and literature, one of the best classes I ever took. Anyway, so, Rosebud. You find out at the very end that Rosebud is the sled from the famous scene of him as a young kid through the window on the sled, right? right? And you find out that Rosebud's the sled as the workers are throwing it into the furnace to burn. Rose, I didn't know Rosebud burned. I didn't know that they didn't figure it out. I've been trying to get you to finish this movie. Right? So I didn't know that they didn't figure out what Rosebud was. But here's the problem when things when when you're when you're trying to solve a problem and you only involve the people at the very top. And that's where they fucked up. Because if they would have just told the workers, we're trying to figure out what Rosebud is, you are the guys that are shoveling all the shit, the guy who picked up the sled that very clearly said Rosebud on it would have been like, I got it, it's the sled. And everybody would have had their answer. That movie would have sucked. Everybody would have had their answer, though. Yeah. What I'm saying is, this movie is about the failings of a wealthy businessman. And all the people around him... But it's also it's about, it's about the loss of his own youth. Yes, I understand. I, I, yeah, I understand that. I'm not looking at this from... I don't want it to happen that way. Right. But no, at the, but, end, yeah, it, at the it, end, I can't help thinking. You're, like, you're putting yourself in the world of the story. In the world of the story. You go, hey, if you guys were just like, hey, we're trying to figure out where Rosebud is. If you would have told the guys that are at at the house, they would have found it and let you guys know. And said they're like, ah, some great mystery. We'll never find out. But, which it wouldn't have been a great mystery. You know what I mean? They like romanticize the story themselves. Yeah. I like oh, I can't believe we didn't figure it out. It's like we didn't ask the right people. I'll counterpoint. You watch him ride the sled? <laughs> He's out the window? It's I, it's the best. It's like... 19... What was it? 1941? You're like, oh, they just... They're like, I'm going to frame the greatest shot of all... One of the greatest shots of all time. It's like... Sled. One yeah. of the clearest shots of all time. 1941. Yeah, I, I, it's incredible. Yeah, good, good movie. I so I recently rewatched Citizen Kane in quarantine. I now want to watch it again because I just watched Mank. But like, I recently the only reason I haven't rewatched it because I watched it 
pretty recently in quarantine. Um, that movie rules. There's a lot of there's a lot of talk about oh, Citizen Kane's overrated. You know, Citizen Kane because because it is one of those movies where it's like Citizen Kane is the greatest movie of all time. I'm like, that's it. Like, move on. Like, so like I get the argument of like, oh no no, it's not really that good. That's the problem with calling a movie the greatest movie of all time is there's too many people who are like, oh, it's overrated. Well, yeah, if you call a movie the greatest movie of all time, of course, just if you don't think it's the greatest movie of all time, in your head it's overrated. It is one of the greatest movies of all time, I think. You, I think you can't case, call... <clears throat> I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying you can't call anything the greatest of anything no. because people are like, artists, And it's art. And art, yeah, art is subjective to... I mean, there is some objectivity in, in criticism, I think, of a film um but it largely there is a large subjective uh aspect to it yeah i and also just there's so many different things there's so many different movies so many great excellent movies from the 1940s the 1950s to today yeah that that's what i mean it's like i think it's so funny because i i saw a tiktok the other day that was like it was kind of funny because it said uh it said oh people who say Quentin Tarantino is overrated have become the people 10 years ago that said Quentin Tarantino was the best ever. You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, weird... Right. Like, it's, like, yeah, funny it's now. And, and I, like, we always talk about... Because he was the young, exciting guy when he I know. Now he's that's the what, old guy. Who, that's what like, I mean. But And when you get the young, exciting next guy comes up, they're going to make something now on. And then when you're going to have kids or whatever, they're going to be like, oh, you actually thought that this was the best movie ever? It's going to be the same fucking thing over and over again. But it, it's... I mean, that's the way discourse. it goes. But same, yeah. some discourse is dumb. Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. Like there's discourse like, overall is dumb. Is dumb for the most part. It's yeah, dumb. that's what I mean. The loudest like, discourse for sure is dumb. Well, they're like I do enjoy some of it. You know. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's like it's like oh, well, what's he gonna do? Watch? We do watch the Godfather. It's like Godfather is good. Godfather rules. Like, like it's very good. It's very very good. It's like you know what I mean. And it, you get in that weird thing where I also think it's kind of funny because we've had uh, we talk we talk about the film bro thing, which always goes to Fincher. Which always goes to Fight Club because like Fincher, because Nolan yeah Tarantino, but, those but are like, like three uh, big yeah and a lot of it you know a lot of it comes from this idea of uh, of oh because the problem is you get you get teenage or middle aged men that are like uh, Tyler Durden and it's like eh not probably not like you know what I mean like they they start fantasizing these characters that aren't meant to be fantasized type. Type thing right. going on, they and miss, like, they, like, oh, this guy's cool, this guy's badass. But yeah, like, and it's, watch, like, it's like, it's like, yo, start, but like, watch the movie. But yeah, exactly, the whole watch the movie thing. Um, and so like that happens. But I think it's funny because when we did, um, uh, when we did Zodiac, mm -hmm. um, we talked. Obviously, we talked about Fincher and uh, Robin. Was it Robin? Film bro, film bro, Robin. That's what I mean. It's like, oh, oh, she's like, oh, I absolutely love Fight Club. It's Fight Club is one of the my favorite Fincher movie. I think it's great. I can talk about it for hours. And it's it's just funny because like when you're just internet Twitter discourse, it's like unheard of. Not really unheard of, but it's always being made fun of. And then you're like, oh, a woman guest on the show that really enjoys Fight Club. Yeah, remember what I mean? And like, remember we said to her, we said, oh, you're a film bro, like jokingly with her because we always make fun of the notion that of it. She's like, and right. what are you talking about? And it's yeah. uh, and that's yeah. film bro Robin. 
That's what I mean. I think it always falls yeah. into like this like weird like uh I I don't know. It's, it's it gets so exhausting sometimes. Yeah. Well, I I'm growing I'm becoming more and more fascinated with just how I view movies overall because you know, we have this podcast where we, you know, try and we delve into film criticism a little bit. You know, we listen to our own yeah. film podcast we follow some of these people on twitter who are their job is film criticism so like i view it in that respect sometimes um i studied film in college you know we both want to make films so i study i i view movies in that regard as well um and now i'm getting into acting so i just view it from the performance aspect there's aspects of it that i view and then also just as a fan you know just like as like not being overtly critical you know like just like being a fan of movies like that's like there's there's four different spectrums for which i view it now and it's just like exactly we've gone over like i said like i I probably view it first as a creative person then as a fan then as a critic like that in Mm -hmm. that order kind of that's the way i'll look at them um and it's also the same thing where it's like you can like a bad movie like that's fine yeah there's bad movies yeah. that I love. Like, you know, and it's it's like, um, yeah, I think sometimes it gets so, we get so caught, you get so caught up in this, like, especially, like, nowadays, it's Marvel movies, and you're like, oh, oh, you think Marvel movies are dumb? What are you going to go do? Watch Vertigo? It's like, I mean, I, I haven't yet, but it's like, Vertigo, probably. Vertigo, good. That's Vertigo, what I'm saying, good. like, good. And there's a lot of Marvel I, I and I think it's so funny that both sides don't realize that they're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like by saying that like Marvel movies are dumb, it's like oh, whatever. Okay, like just don't whatever. Fine. I, okay. Superhero movies are stupid. They're not cinema. They're not cinema. Like you know what I mean? They define cinema, and then you get in this weird thing. And then whenever someone says that, now it's like, oh, look at you, fucking Mister Super Pretension. And then it just gets into a whole big. Right. That's the issue. Like, look. Like, the thing with Scorsese saying it, you know? I have no issue with Scorsese saying it. No. Like, the people who, like, now use that and weaponize, oh, Scorsese says that, like, that's, like, that just proves it. You know what I mean? That's where I get, when people take that and weaponize it in a way. And also just, like, but, like, Marvel fans who go after Scorsese because he said it. What, did you expect Martin Scorsese to like Marvel movies? Who cares if he doesn't like them? He That's what I'm saying. Who gives a fuck? I mean, yeah. 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 Did you ex- were you really expecting him to be like, Thor Dark Worlds really, really got me going? Yeah, you know, that's like, my thing. Like, like it, I don't, it, like... It, yeah. um, you know, and that's like, uh, even like, I remember, like, when, so when The Irishman came out, they're like, oh, we're gonna watch another fucking Bob movie, and I'm like, okay. There's like certain, there's, like, look at people don't like Scorsese. That's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of in the realm of, like, things where it's like, there's people that don't like Spielberg. But, like, as far as being in control of his craft, you can't deny it. There's hard, yeah, there's really not many better. And it's, that's the thing. A lot of these times, like, because Scorsese doesn't write as much anymore as he used to. No. But, like, he, I mean, he has creative control over some of these things, and he'll, he'll be like, oh, option, I want this, this book. Get a screenwriter and I'll yeah. and we'll do it. Like, it's, the thing is, like, people, because there's the argument, oh, that all the, all the Marvel movies are the same. And then there's the argument that, oh, all the Scorsese movies are the same. It's like, they're not. There's different, like, it's the same thing with music. Sometimes music sounds the same. It's the same yeah, genre. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. All that music. Like, there's different parts of it. 
But also, it's like if you're gonna make a movie about the life of a of an Irish mobster, like a long like piece about his entire life, like who else would you want making that movie? That's what I mean. I, yeah, like, it, it. Yeah, I just think it gets. I think you know, like you say, like oh, Spielberg gets too sentimental with his movies. And you're like, right, okay. in some cases, he you're like, yeah, does. in some cases, yeah, but in some cases, that's what makes them what they are. Yeah. So I think that's like that. That um, I think that's where you get into that. You get into this like weird kind of territory with it, where everybody just wants to fight. Which I mean, well, it's gonna happen. Some of the arguments yeah, are funny. Some of the times debating over it, whether you like something or not, is is helpful and good. It just gets like. <laughs> I just sometimes it gets exhausting. Yeah. And uh, speaking of, since we did this podcast, I'm going to follow a bunch of film people. Like, so we were in like a, I might still be in it. It's definitely muted. We're in like a film. Oh, I forgot about that group. Yeah. Film check group on Twitter. I, I follow some of them on like Letterboxd. Yeah, I do. But like a film check group. And I, you know, we were talking about, we were talking about Taxi Driver. Someone brought that up. And, right. Um, right. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Fascination yeah. Fascination with Jodie Foster. Yeah, I was, like, I, was like, Reagan. I was like, oh, Taxi Driver, you know. Well, you got Reagan shot. Someone flipped the fuck out. Like, what you're doing right now is you're blaming school shootings on movies. I said, that's not what I'm doing at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. And other people in the group came to defend me on it. And I'm like, no, that's not what I'm saying is, is that literally the guy that shot Reagan was like, oh, I, I watched Taxi Driver. And it's like, yeah, that's the problem. The problem yeah. is that you related to that... To, was, mm-hmm. You related to, you know, that fucking character and decided to act it out. Like, that's wrong. Scorsese caught a lot of shit for that, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like... Um, like, so... so, And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that Scorsese's responsible for Reagan being shot. Um... What I'm saying is, is that someone had an unhealthy obsession with Jodie Foster based off of this movie, looked at the actions of the, the, the main character, and then went and did something that they shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, and it was just like a, a, a like weird disc. I'm like, you know, I wasn't trying to come across like, like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like fun little film history. Well, not fun, but like, film. whatever, it's Reagan. Yeah. Fuck it. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's like, but it's a yeah. It's a you're piece, like it's Reagan. Shoot better. It's like it's a piece of history. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's it's yeah. um, that's part of the story around around that movie. And I just think sometimes it's like I do the same thing. It's like you have to be able to admit it sometimes because sometimes I see someone say something about a movie and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And then I look at it and I'm like, yeah, that's I'm being just like the people I don't. Right. Which is so, speaking of, like, she might as well be a third host at this time. Speaking, speaking, of, speaking of people we don't like. No, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of Sarah Waslick, past and future guest. Hashtag, um, it's not baby fresh. Whenever she writes something about a movie that I enjoy and she doesn't, or vice versa, I usually just comment and go, yikes. Oh, yeah. And like, right, here just, we go. And I'm like, here yeah, oh, like, oh, here we go. What was her and, latest offense? Skyfall. Skyfall. Which she gave a decent review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she say it bad, but I usually just say, here we go again. Or I'm like, yes. Yeah. And that's it, because it's just like kind of a joke of like, we don't really, we don't see eye to eye on this. That's all it is, though. 
Like, you know what I mean? It's not like anything. It's not like anything more, you know? She'll see something just because Timothy Chalamet is in it, though. But there's other people that'll just see Which, something because are... it's French. I don't know. It, it, yeah. The whole thing's so dumb. Like, when are we... <laughs> it's all so stupid. I hope you're not saying seeing a movie with Timothy Chalamet is, and is dumb. I hope you're not saying that. I'm not suggesting... I would never suggest that. Yeah. I would never. Um, it is... So we should... Use, it is very interesting. First of all, I have no idea. When's the French Dispatch coming out? That's another movie we, we missed out on. Never. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's it's coming out on TikTok <laughs> later this year. Um, along with the Ratatouille musical. Uh, I think... Because... Dune. Once she sees Dune with Timothy Chalamet, we'll be like... Hey. Uh, you know the director of that movie directed uh, Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> You probably should watch that. Watch shit. Blade Runner and get do a double episode. feature. Watch both. Hashtag yeah. do it for Adam. Yeah, you know, um, it's it's like, yeah, I don't. I remember I started following. I'm like, oh yeah, I like what this person's saying about this. I don't really like the way they said this. Like, you know, you got into people that were uh, what I like to call letterbox shock jocks. Ooh, you know what I mean? Shock jock. Okay. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, here's the popular thing. And they're like, here's a tweet. Here's my rev- Here's my one-star review for a widely, I don't know, widely regarded favorite film of the year. Where they just rip it to shreds. And you're like, eh, okay. I, I get it. Go off. That's fine. That's going to get you followers. That's cool. Do, it, do what you want to do, I guess. You know what I mean? It's just like... Yeah, I've been thinking about it lately. I don't understand. I feel like there's always a fascination with wanting to be super vocal about say, making sure people know that you don't think a movie that everyone else thinks is so great is so great. Like, that's yeah. like, I mean, and I, I, people are well within their right to have their own opinion about things. Sometimes they feel like it's presented in a way where it's like, well, actually, it's. Uh, yeah, except for actually, it's not. Exactly. Yeah, it's like. Like, a lot of people like it. And that way, it sort of feels like you're talking down to the people who like it and diminishing that. Um, but again, it's, it's, there's so much that goes into it. You have no idea, like, that might not even be on the people's mind who are saying it. It might just come across, and that might be more, that might say more about me than it does about, uh, probably does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, that's the, that's the whole thing. I guess, you know, people take it in. I guess there's people that are like, oh, I want to be, I want to be a critic. That's what they want to do. They want to watch movies yeah. and rate and review them. Go ahead, go off. Right. I'm, I mean, I'm I don't th- know if there's any monetary value. Yeah, like fucking Sal, man. He's, he's a big words. Sal's still our finest film critic on Letter, our finest shock jock on Letterbox. If you don't like this, I think I think his Rush Hour review, which we brought up on the episode, was uh, if you don't like this movie, fuck you. Five stars. <laughs> Good review. You know what I mean? So I think that's like, um, I like I, I always have this weird argument with myself about about kind of the way uh, certain criticism of, of film, TV, whatever, whatever it be, uh, like happens on there where I'm like, people go so in depth on certain things, and like that's, and I'm like, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad someone saw that. Mm-hmm. Other times, I'm like, you just say you liked it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
just say it was good. Say you didn't like it. Like I just think sometimes I'm like sometimes well, sometimes I, it does come across that way. It's so like it's like you're using big words to sound like you know yeah, sound which, smart. Which, and... I think sometimes it's like you know like you can just like something. Mm-hmm. That's fine. At the same time, something can be made. That's just to be made. If this is here, we're here. We're trying to. This is for. I mean, we're trying to entertain you. Here's something we think's entertaining. Check it out. Yeah, that's fine. Also, I think both of those things are fine. Yeah. Who cares what I think? I don't even know what I think. Yeah. Seriously. Because the thing is, I can watch. Like, I, I often can. I can watch a movie, go back and rewatch it, or go watch it and then hear someone's take on it. And be like, oh, I didn't think about that. And you watch it with that in mind. It's like, oh, this is actually a little bit better than I remember. Yeah. You know, because you hear other people's thoughts on it. Because, you know, while maybe that's not necessarily what the movie was doing, even if the filmmaker wasn't trying to make the point that this critic or, you know, this person picked up from it, they picked up something from that movie. And now when you think about it and you're able to pick that up, it, it adds a new layer. And you could like a movie that you didn't like before. I know that's happened with us. I had a friend say to me, she listened to our mother episode. And after listening to our mother episode, she enjoyed the the movie more. The movie more. Yeah. Cool. Like, um, you know, that's which I took. I took a sense of pride in that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's, I also think that that comes from like, like I had an Art Nouveau and aestheticism class in college that I really mm-hmm. loved. Um you know, because it talks about, like, uh, art, lapore art, art for art's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to a point where you had painters and artists and stuff that were just making something because it was beautiful. They were painting a beautiful scene. Right. It wasn't, when you look at it, it wasn't, oh, this was painted in a hue of red to kind of show the jealous rage raging inside the body of this person. And this person was in blue because they represent the depression of, the, you know, like, you know, all mm-hmm. these things that... When when you see uh, like when you look at old art and you I and you read up on it and you see that and that's what they're going for I'm like oh that makes this better I love that uh-huh. but also myself making art sometimes it's like oh why am I doing this well just because yeah. sometimes photography is fun mm-hmm. one of my teachers Jordan Baumgarten he had like he was like oh this is a project here that's like I had a project. Sorry, I'm like a scatterbrained. Um, that I did that was like, oh, this is this is thought out. This is kind of what I'm going for. I'm trying to get this. And then I had another one where I put a flash on top of the camera. I turned the preview screen off. I set it to JPEG black and white so it couldn't be converted back into color. And I kind of took one test shot that said, okay, this is kind of exposed. Usually overexposed. <laughs> and I shot just never looking down the viewfinder. And it was like, let me trust myself. Uh-huh. Let me trust myself. Like, this is going to look the way I want it to look. And I love the way that project came out. He also loved it, too. I was like, I think this stuff is way better than what you're trying to do here. You're getting complicated okay. here. Here, this you're, is just You're like, using big words. Yeah, complicated. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying in the spectrum, like, it's oh, yeah. like... Yeah. And it was you're just saying, like... You're, you, yeah. And it was... It, no, it was just like, because this is a... This is a feeling. Yeah. These are using studio lighting to try and get a cinematic thing. These are like, no, you just have your camera with you. Because, mm. like, taking pictures is fun. It should be fun. 
This project doesn't have to mean anything else than you went out with a camera with an intent to create something. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we get so, people get so lost in like, oh no, I think it's trying to say, I think it's trying to say this or trying to do that, which is important also. But I don't think it always has to be there for what you're creating to have substance. It's not like, oh, if you don't have this, this is dog shit. No, like, and we even had, like, we, like, we just recently, I think a good example of that is we talked about Jennifer's Body a couple weeks ago, whereas we enjoyed the movie, whereas we had uh, Snow on, and she kind of, there was more stuff, at least compared to me, uh, the way I think about it, she picked up on more things about the movie than oh, I, yeah. like, picked up, that made it better for her. I still didn't, I still enjoyed it, but, like, she viewed it as an out-and-out masterpiece because right. of the way she, because of some of the things she picked up on that I didn't necessarily pick up on. But I still thought it was um, a decent enough movie. I still thought it was pretty good, even though I didn't, even though it was just like, oh, this is fun to watch. You know, like, some movies are just like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Watching movies is weird, isn't it? You haven't, yeah, but you don't, you don't watch movies. No, I don't. Watched, I don't. I watched. We miss uh, you. I watched the Feel Crown, which is Crown was good. Crown good. Um, I watched all four seasons of Crown. Very, yeah, I might have to go back and, and rewatch at one point. All four uh, seasons of Crown good. Crown good. Good Crown. Crown good. The my biggest the big my biggest disappointment with the Crown is that we only get uh, Emma Corinne for one season. Yes. Although I'm excited for Elizabeth Debicki as as Princess Diana, but like I thought she was so we incredible. stand a tall queen. We do. Although she'll be playing a princess, but in our hearts, she's a queen. She's a tall queen that we tall stand. queen. Um, it, it's yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's like um, it's funny because like just. We have the podcast just to kind of say these things. This is the banter part where it's like sometimes I'm watching something and maybe that thought's kind of going through your head, but then you start, we start having a conversation about it. And it's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe that made sense to somebody. Maybe yeah. not. Next, sometimes you're even watching a movie and it's like, I'm not even reading into the layers of a lot, a lot of what this movie's getting at, but I love its energy. I like, I like, and that's sometimes what I always default to saying, like, oh, like I, like, oh, this was really good because of like what it's like actually getting at. Well, sometimes I just watch. I'm like, I feel good watching this. Yeah, I so can't explain you... it. I can't necessarily explain. It, but the story's working for me. I'm engaged, and just the whole vibe. I just, I, I could watch this for another two hours. So exactly. So your example that you're thinking of when you talk about a film's energy is pretty much Shia LaBeouf's performance in all of Transformers Three. <laughs> I've never seen Transformers 3. What? <laughs> Do you turn yourself down? Uh, all the way down. All the way down. <laughs> Still pretty loud. I've only ever seen the clips that you showed me, and I don't think I, I that's all I need to say. It's so good. It's so it's, dumb. It's he might so actually, dumb. He might actually get the Academy Award this year. He probably should. When he kicks the car... It's the funniest. Are you it's the funniest? It's the funniest. Thing. It's the fucking funniest shit ever. And it's it's like you know what I I, I think like all around, um, which is so funny because like I'm someone that loves to like have have discussions on things. Like okay, I see it differently. Why do you see it the way you see it? And and it's not like a let me tell because I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong for that. It's like enlighten me. We yeah. come from different backgrounds. Tell me what you see in it. 
I yeah. love I love that part of it. And I think sometimes yeah. when you go, you know, no, I'm only in the I'm only into one kind of film. I don't care what the fuck it is. I'm only into yeah. one kind of thing. Yeah. You, you you have you get blinded. Yeah. Um you blind yourself. Also, yeah, I also think we should think about that too, like in the way people say things about stuff. Because, like, I mean, like, you know, we talked a little bit about Mank, but, like, Fincher came out and was in some hot water a little bit with with some fans because of how he talked about Joker. Yes. But, like, here's the thing. He doesn't have to like the movie. I understand his take on why he doesn't like it. And, yeah, it comes across a little bit as harsh as the way he says it. That's David Fincher. That's how he talks. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, he's I, gonna, he's, he might come across as a dick. But, that, like, let's remember who we're listening to. Yeah, and like the, yeah, it, it's like, it's like that's how he views it, and that's how he's presenting that. And, and, it's, just, and it's not to be like oh, oh, but forgive it, but it's like that's also how he views himself. That's also how he yeah. talks about himself. And I remember when uh, I believe it was Girl with the Dragon Tattoo was nominated at the Oscars. Whenever he was nominated or the film was, they showed him in the audience, and he was so fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. He looked so nervous, and you can just tell the attention to detail and stuff like that. I I saw what he said and I'm like okay I I I get that criticism of of from the aspect of looking at this as mental health maybe you know you did stuff wrong here and there but it's like I'm interested to watch the Joker again down the road yeah put everything behind mm-hmm. all the horse shit with it let me just watch it um I'll get there. I'll get there eventually, yeah, I but I, I think that's why I love. That's like why I love. That's why I love movies. Mm-hmm. Also, it's okay to call them movies. Yeah, yeah, you don't gotta call them film. You don't have to call them cinema. You don't have to. If you want to, though, go ahead. That's cool. That's fine. Maybe not too much, though. Maybe like a little bit. Is it little little cinema is a treat? Little, little cinema is a treat. Yeah, like um, I yeah. Well, there's I, that whole there's there's that whole new discourse about is this. Is this a film? Like, you know, with the Steve McQueen films that are coming out on, on Prime Video, the small acts films. Uh-huh. It's like, a, there's five of them. And there was that whole, like, is this a film? Is this a, that's, I feel like that's going to be, like, if we get down back to the HBO thing, if we get down to where film is just on streaming all the time, there's going to be like, is this a film? There's going to be like that conversation with it. Yeah, I know. It gets weird. I, like, is this, is this like a, is this a film? Like, I don't know. And, and McQueen came out and said, it's a film. These are films. Okay, that's good enough for me. Um, it's a film. Like, I don't know what the... I, you know, it's like... Why would that be so difficult? Yeah. But, uh, as always, I do have to make sure that we put this in here. Okay. Criticism is essential to every kind of art form, and it must never go away. Sometimes, Great. even as a viewer, I may be like, I don't like the way they said it, but it's one of the most important parts of what you put out what you make what you create uh it works i think better to uh people who to viewers yes um because killer of art yeah because if there is nobody there to try and hold creators accountable for making dog shit when they make dog shit then everything would end up just being dog shit yeah and to those and to those people who say oh well look at the audience score Versus the critic score. I, um, that's a rough place to be in. Uh, well, 
It's it's so kind of like, weird. Oh, by the way, so, I mean we're we're really li- we're like an hour and a half. Real quick, we're kind of coming okay. to the end, but real quick, I just want to say, brother Zach, soft rough, band from the pod right now. Yeah, rough day to be Zach. <laughs> Every um, day is a rough day to be Zach. But if you're arguing for the oh the minority the majority of the audience score, but the not the critics, Zach, this is this is definitely as you know this is definitely referencing Zach and the Last Jedi. Um, I don't know. I'd like to take the word of uh, the critics who are educated in film criticism and movies and literally went to school for it. Yeah, I, I, that's what I mean. It's like, you like, know. Yeah, they could be wrong because there is subjectivity. As of, I course. Said. of course. Of course they could be wrong. Just but like a major- yeah. but like, I'm going to take their word for it on it. Yeah, it's like, it's fine to not like a movie that everyone thinks is good and it's fine to love a movie that everyone thinks is bad. That's the way right. it works. Unless which it's is why, Green Book, which is yeah, weird. That's just one why, exception to the rule. Which is why we're covering Van Helsing on the next... Van Scorpion Helsing. King 3. Van Helsing. Is, what about modern day Scorpion King? But I think it's funny because, like, like everyone follows fucking David Ehrlich. Yeah. He's everyone like the most does. guy on Letterboxd. Everyone follows him. Uh-huh. And a lot of times I'm like, you know what, Ehrlich... How about you fucking kick rocks? And then I read it, and I'm like, this guy's pretty smart. He knows what he's talking about. He's a failed filmmaker, which he says himself. This is not me trying to, like, rag on him. I, yeah. I, his year-end videos are fantastic. They're, They're so They're edited good. so wonderfully. And it's he's like... excellent. It's funny, because he said it one day, I'm like, ah, oh, Ehrlich said this. And then I, we look at his letterbox, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I agree with a lot of what he says here. The guy's pretty yeah, smart. Like, oh, here's the... Yeah, I, I, I like all of his top 20 movies. Yeah, yeah it's... Like, I agree it's with um, a lot of, yeah. Ah, oh, man. Why just, you know, movies. Yeah, Film. movies. Now, cinema. Uh, so, final thing. What's yeah. today? What do we got? This episode, it's December 8th. This, I guess you have to get this episode out, like, tonight or tomorrow. Very late, I guess. Um, which we've been pretty good. We've actually, like, been releasing ep- half episodes in the bag for a while. Yeah. Um... Which allowed us the luxury to kind of have time to record this. Obviously, we're leaving it to the last minute. But our next episode, since we've been doing a bi-weekly schedule, is set to come out on December 22nd. Okay. We're going to record it in person, too. We, I will be back, yeah. I'll You're be coming back. back the 17th, correct? Yeah, I will, I will be back. I'm flying in the 17th. I'll probably... I'll, I have to get tested and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit, and then I'll probably be back back down home like the 20th that's fine so we'll have to we have a we have to do a christmas christmas special i know what you are the we banter do? christmas movie what are we gonna do we also we have to be, we gotta do a christmas movie uh i will bring up again real quick that I, I i don't know if we said it on the episode but we did say that when you were home in the winter we were gonna do another western episode but do it around the fire outside yes so that can be our like we if we record two episodes, so I'm gonna be home seventeenth to the fifth, as it stands. So we get a Christmas episode and we get a Western part two to bring us into the new year, and that would be that would take us to what the uh, take us to the fifth, which is when I come back. So then we'd be set, game set match for. I, I mean, or, like I said, here. or our Christmas episode could just be us recording outside by the fire. We could talk about westerns. We could talk about Christmas movies. We could talk about whatever. We could talk about a cold movie. Cold flick. 
Cold Flake. There's Cold Flakes. You ever seen Titanic? Pretty cold. Pretty cold. Opening yep. Vampire Strikes Back. One of the colder openings. One of the colder. Very cold. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a cold open, but we can watch like an episode of Law and Order. Cold open. Procedural. Bum, bum, um, bum. Uh, yeah, I mean, because we kind of talked about... Uh, uh, Day After Tomorrow. Notoriously cold flick. Very cold movie. Another cold that movie. Might, that might... That might lead to scheduling conflicts. What about... Uh, confusion. What about the other cold movie? The one with uh, Liam Neeson's and the Wolves. Ah, The Grey. Pretty cold. More, more like the cold. Pretty cold, am I right? Yeah. Did you, uh, real, uh, did you see that Everest is taller now? Everest is taller. It's taller. That's the latest, that's the latest 2020 development? That's the latest cold news, is that Everest is taller uh, than we thought. Welcome into this new episode of our new podcast, Huey Lewis and. <laughs> the joke I made on the phone earlier. It's a good joke, because we were going to talk news tonight, and then we kind of didn't. But so, I mean, the HBO, the HBO Max, that, that's yeah, news. That's, uh, we did talk a lot of news, Rudy Giuliani. and um, But yeah, Everest is taller now. That's cold news. Yeah, no, it'll be nice, though. Next time we record, we're going to record once you're you're good and cleared. Uh, we're going to record in person. That's exciting. Yeah, um, yeah that's not actually not a bad idea. Go get the... Uh, go get a test right before the old Christmas comes around. Well, yeah, well, the plan, I'll land... I'll probably schedule a test for the day after I land. That'll take a couple days to get one, but I'll also probably get a rapid test. So I got you. Couple, couple I got you. So, I mean, 50th episode. This has been fun. It's been good. Big 5-0. We, you know, I think for a hundred, we'll do something probably bigger for a hundred. We had plans for maybe something for the 50th. I want to get a couple of people on, some of our favorite guests, some of our past guests, and play a game of like Cinephile or something, or do like a movie trivia on the podcast for maybe our 100th episode. Uh, which, uh, at this rate, we'll be out in uh, 2022. Might even be able to do it in person. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we got to figure out a we got to figure out a Christmas a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. And we can also do because I've seen more westerns. I'd have to go back and check that episode, but I've added a couple more westerns. And there's a couple. There's two. I think two have cracked into my top five. Ooh, oh. that weren't in my uh. that weren't in my top five before. Okay. Okay, okay. So. I'm down for it. But, yeah, we'd also just have to figure out what that is going to be. Like, I don't know. We'll have fun with it. Yeah. So, look it. Remember, you've heard us say it. This will be the 50th time. You can follow us on Instagram or on Twitter, at QTheBanter. You know, don't forget to... Oh, yeah. Elto8 Productions. Elto8 Podcasts on socials is what it's called now. There we go. Um... Uh, also, don't forget to you know share and comment and like, subscribe, leave a review. Yeah. I'll do all the above. I mean, we got listeners on. out there. According to the Anchor app, we have listeners. We'd love to interact with across the people. world. Across according the- to the Anchor app, which is yeah. pretty cool. What's going on in other countries? There, we, yeah. are you are you outside without a mask on? Sounds probably awesome. sounds great. Yeah, sounds not like here. Yeah. Um, but as always, you know, remember to keep adding things to your queue and let the banter ensue.